Thanks for downloading this podcast from RNIB Connect Radio. It's time once again for us to cross the Atlantic to the offices of the National Federation of the Blind in Baltimore. Chris Danielson is their PR director and he'll be chatting to us today about voting. Chris, there's elections coming up in the US, is that right? Yeah, some of your listeners may have heard that, <laughs> that we're going to have an election in November. And uh, it's a big election for us, obviously, because we're electing the president of the United States. And no matter how you try, you're not going to get me to express an opinion about that <laughs> as a Federation <laughs> spokesman. I do have an opinion about it, but I'm not going to go there. But what we are concerned about in the National Federation of the Blind is making sure that blind voters in the United States are able to vote privately and independently. And just as an example of the kind of problems we can have, last week in Maryland, some of us had to go to a meeting of our board of elections, our state board of elections, because in Maryland, we have gone back to, from electronic voting, back to paper ballots that you mark by hand. Now, there are machines that Maryland has purchased or, or leased, more accurately, that mark the paper ballot for you. And these are pretty innovative machines. You put the paper ballot in it and it walks you through audio prompts or through touchscreen, you know, visuals on the touchscreen, how to vote. And then it essentially prints your ballot out, prints the marks on the ballot and gives it back to you. So it looks like you've marked this paper ballot. So there are alleged problems with the machines that are unrelated to how accessible they are. And so our Board of Elections was trying to limit who used the machines. And so they were essentially saying, you know, unless the poll worker believes that a person has an obvious disability like blindness, then they're not to be allowed to use these machines to mark their ballot. Well, of course, not everybody who's blind, it's not obvious with everybody, mm. and not everybody carries a white cane. And people have other disabilities that may make it difficult for them to read or to, you know, even grab a pencil and mark a paper ballot by hand. And those may not be obvious. So we had to fight with the Board of Elections about whether they were going to tell voters that there was an accessible option for voting. And it was a very very bizarre thing. But fortunately, the Board of Elections made the right decision and said, you know what, we're just going to tell all voters about it and people can decide whether or not they need to use the machine, which is, of course, the right answer. I mean, the voters should decide how they vote and everybody should be able to vote in secret and independently, just as all voters have the right to do. And what it points up for us is just the need for voters, you know, in this country and in other countries to be really vigilant about their rights and to say to poll workers, when you go into the polling place, look, I want to use an accessible method of voting. And in the United States, the law requires an accessible method of voting at every polling place. But people have to insist on it because a lot of times the poll workers, they don't know about the accessible method or how to use it, or it's just more convenient for them to offer the, to mark the ballot for the person. But that's a violation of the voters' rights because we're all supposed to have a secret ballot. That's part of what keeps 
a democracy secure is that people don't have to tell anyone who they're voting for and they don't ever have to reveal that so that there can't be things like voter intimidation or fraud or any of those things. Because, of course, if you're a blind person and you let somebody else mark your ballot, how do you even know that they're marking it Mm. the way you want them to mark it? This is a critically important issue, and we're urging all of our members to be really vigilant in November. And I'll have details on it later, and there'll be details on our website. But we are going to have a voter hotline for people who have issues in this really important election that we've got coming up. I see. It is an important one, Chris. We're talking a presidential um, election in the U.S. Now, as far as the U.K. goes, you know, when it comes to voting, you know, the options we have, uh, say myself, if I'm blind, is... Uh, to do a postal vote but then I need someone to help me to complete the form or go to the polling station which may uh, hopefully have a template Um, you're relying on polling staff to read the list with their correct names at the correct numbers and then have the uh, template placed correctly for you to mark your X so there's still elements that that could go wrong in there that that could affect your vote and it still surprises me that even now you know we're in the 21st century we're still using pencil and paper and technology is really having to fight for its place um even assistive technology having to fight for its place it really is i mean it's really amazing the hostility to technology in the voting process and obviously we need to make sure that elections are secure and all of that but ever since you know there came to be a law requiring accessible voting here in the United States, people with disabilities and blind people in particular have still had to fight to use the technology. And really some of the sort of anti-technology voting advocates have not fully taken into consideration the needs of voters with disabilities. Now the absentee ballot or the postal ballot that you mentioned is an interesting thing too, because we also had that fight in Maryland. And the solution that we ultimately got implemented, although it had to be through a court order, and maybe it's a potential solution worldwide, is what we call an online ballot marking tool. And the way this works is that you go to a website. It's a password-protected website where you, the Board of Elections gives you your own unique log in so that nobody else can log in and mark your ballot. And you actually mark the ballot on this accessible web page by checking the boxes, you know, with your screen reader for the candidates that you want. And then you actually print the result. The software generates a printable ballot that looks exactly like everyone else's absentee ballot. And then you are able to pop that in the mail to your local board of elections. So it's actually a very innovative solution. But we had to fight for that because people said, well, why can't you just have somebody help you mark your absentee ballot? And again, we had to focus on this whole issue of, you know, not everybody has someone that they can trust to mark an absentee ballot in the way that they choose to, you know, would like to. So it'll be interesting to see if, you know, more election officials can adopt similar solutions. We're trying to get that to happen in the United States, but it is always a fight to get technology introduced into voting. And, you know, rather than focusing on, okay, how do we make the technology as secure as we can, there's a lot of people 
that just say, no, 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 we can't use any technology at all. And we don't believe in the National Federation of the Blind that that's ultimately the solution. Absolutely, Chris. Now, we will speak with you before the elections and after, so it'll be uh, great to hear what the responses were, positive and negative and so on. But in the meantime, Chris, if people would like uh, more information uh, on the NFB, how did they get in touch? So there are lots and lots of ways to get in touch with us. We have a website, of course, that is www.nfb.org. We have our Twitter feed. That Twitter handle is at NFB underscore voice. We have our YouTube channel, Nations Blind. We have a podcast now called the Nations Blind Podcast. So you can get even more news and information from us by listening to our podcast. And we have, of course, good old-fashioned email. You can email us by sending an email with any general question to nfb at nfb.org. And we're also on Facebook. Just search for National Federation of the Blind. I love how you say the old ways, email. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Isn't that amazing? All the, all the times they are changing. Well, Chris, uh, we will catch up with you again next month. In the meantime, thank you once again for speaking with us on RNIB Connect Radio. Thank you again for having us. Always a pleasure. For more downloads like these, visit rnibconnectradio.org.uk slash podcasts.